0: Good evening, morning, wherever it is you're listening, whether it's in Germany, which was surprising to me, or in the United States. Uh, welcome back to Christian Concepts uh, with myself and Jesse Thorson. Go ahead and say hi, Jesse.
1: Hello, world. I have to say world because, you know, I guess we've got other countries listening to us now. <laughs> yeah,
0: Mr. Worldwide over here.
1: Mr.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, so, uh... We're we're always glad, as usual, that you're able to join us this week, whenever you're able to. Uh, But before we begin our, I guess, insight, I wouldn't really call it a lesson, but before we begin talking, uh, I do want to mention that our giveaway is at a close. And yes, we do have one lucky winner. That is uh, Mm. Christy. Is her last name Thorson? I don't know her last name.
1: She goes by Diaz Thorson. (laughs)
0: Christy Diaz-Thorson. She won the Bible. Uh, I've got my own right here. You'll hear it go uh, just like that. That's mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, so she won that. I was going to ship it out today, and I completely forgot about the schedule I had today. So it will be shipped out tomorrow. But congratulations to you again, and uh, thank you everyone who participated and gave us our own little outreach program with all those tags. Uh, Regina and Rochelle, thank you. you. <laughs> um, uh, but let's go ahead and dive right into what we're talking about today, and that is the importance of the blood. Um I know for a fact I've had friends get grossed out when pastors or other people start talking about the blood. They're like, uh, it's a little weird, bro. What are you doing up there? Like, I prefer to have blood not all over my body. Please don't do this. Uh, so, and um I... I think it's good to touch up on this because it is a very important aspect of who we are and what we believe. Um, and it goes back to the Old Testament. It's not just a New Testament thing, as mm-hmm. everything is. Um, so we, we'll we go ahead and dive right into this. Jesse, I do want to hear your thoughts on this first. Uh, only reason being is because I am a little... I'm having trouble finding a way to start this, um,
1: so yeah. go ahead
0: and give me whatever insight you want to give me right now.
1: Um. Okay, yeah, so I guess we can just start from the beginning, because I was kind of wondering too, where I should start from this, because my notes are all over the place. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> My notes are missing.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, back story, I stayed up until about 11 o'clock at night, which may not be late for some people, but I'm old now. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> I opened my computer this morning and I did not save my notes when I left.
1: So yeah, it's always a cool I've, story.
0: Yeah, I've got a, less than half of what I had written down. So, yeah. we're, we're in a fun spot today. You guys are in for a treat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be fun. Thankfully, uh, my computer did automatically save my notes. Keep mm-hmm. me typing. So, yeah, that's cool. My computer likes me. <laughs> uh, so, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh so uh, yeah like i said um we'll probably start this off from the beginning kind of um as far as i know this is kind of like the beginning of what most people kind of go to for you know talking about the importance of the blood and obviously we mean the blood of jesus christ that was shed on calvary so um uh, starting in the beginning uh, all the way in genesis 22 um and i will start at what do a couple verses here uh verses 7 and 8 but right here it's um uh abraham's taken isaac up to sacrifice him um and right here in verse 7 it says isaac spake unto abraham his father and said my father and said here am i my son and he said behold the fire and the wood but where is the lamb for a burnt offering And Abraham said, uh, and right here he prophesied this, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Mm. So obviously, you know, it kind of... reading right there, God did provide... Well, it was actually a ram provided for that sacrifice right there. Instead of Abraham having to sacrifice Isaac up, he provided a ram, and there's some significance there. But God himself... He provided himself as the lamb for uh the sins of the world. Um, and that's that I think that's the first mention that I know of, uh that I can think of right now, um, in the scriptures that refers to Jesus being the lamb slain. Um, so it was a perfect lamb uh that was required for the sacrifice uh for the sins of the whole world. And Jesus is that sacrifice. He didn't have, you know, he doesn't have a spot or wrinkle. It's a pure, blameless, holy, perfect lamb. And um, you can skip a little down to Exodus, uh, where it's talking about the Passover uh, and uh, God's commanding Moses here. in chapter 12, what the Israelites are to be doing uh, to carry out this Passover. And uh, it's verse, where is it? Uh, Verse 5, Exodus 12, verse 5. It says, your lamb shall be without blemish. So this is a lamb without blemish right here. A uh, male, the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And as you know, uh, the Passover, you know, Jesus had the Passover with the 12 disciples. And all that was carried out. All these, all these prophecies all the way from the very early Old Testament was all carried out. In the New Testament, Jesus carried out everything to the T. Um so i that's kind of just some starting points right there um and I'll let Pablo um start putting in his own points right now too.
0: Yeah that that definitely is I that was a lot better than what I was going to start with. Uh, but um, but um, I I definitely like the connection made between Abraham saying God will provide himself uh um, I think a lamb or an offering or uh, yeah. Actually, you know, I have that verse pulled up
1: somewhere over here.
0: Yeah, 22, twenty-two
1: eight.
0: Twenty-two eight. Okay, perfect. Yep. So my son God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Yeah, and that's that's um that's a great connection from the Old Testament to the New. Uh, and I I think that's something people miss on. I may have mentioned this in one of our previous episodes that people say, oh well the New Testament is all we need to worry about because the law was fulfilled in Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, the law was fulfilled in Christ, but when looking back to the whys and the hows of how we got here, it's also very good to look back where everything correlated. Because even though, yeah, we don't have the 600 Samad traditions of man that were kept in place as law uh, for people not to sin against God, yeah we we don't have to do a passover where we can only take a certain amount of steps on that day but yeah. look at how we gather together on sundays and we take a day of rest from daily activities and we go and we worship god that's mm-hmm. that's another correlation right there but that's a that's a tangent Can stop doing that um <laughs> so let's let's go into the four different types of offerings that we would see in the old testament uh Mm-hmm. Th- those four being burnt offerings, sin offerings, peace offerings, and trespass offerings, and mm-hmm. uh, the trespass and burnt offering—sorry, the trespass and sin offerings were quite similar. Uh, they were slightly different in how they were made, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into all that detail because I was reading so much last night that I completely lost track of what a thought was
2: <laughs> and did not type <laughs> it. So, um, cool. So, uh, <laughs>
0: just just to go over the beginning of what I was trying to say because obviously I lost my train of thought multiple times in that sentence uh, <laughs> the word blood is mentioned 447 times within 375 scriptures and most yeah. of them as, which was surprising I thought you'd see more in the New Testament but most of them were in uh, reference to sacrifices made in the oh, yeah. Old Testament and uh, being the burnt offerings, sin offerings, peace offerings, trespass offerings. Uh, and let me just start with burnt offerings, which, mind you, was mentioned 184 times. Uh, these were used to hollow or make holy the priests that were going to meet Jesus, or not Jesus, but God, Jehovah, um, at that time, as he was known. Uh, they would take these burnt offerings and make themselves holy so they could go into the Holy of Holies, and it was also used to make holy the people where God could minister to them and and speak to them uh, in front mm-hmm. of the temple. They wouldn't be able to actually enter his presence because that was reserved for the priests, uh, the high mm-hmm. priests, if I'm not mistaken. And mm-hmm. that's that's what they would do. They would take the burnt offerings to make it holy and then he would actually sanctify it with his presence there. And that's that was what they had to do um just to just to actually be able to hear him and to be with him and mm-hmm. then there was the peace offerings now those i was a little bit confused about uh and i didn't really write actually no looking at it looks like it didn't save at that point so i didn't write anything about them um <laughs> but for that i do believe it also had to do with um you know what, let me let me find you know what, No, do i'll skip that for now i'll go straight to sin offerings Uh, No, these were, as you can tell, for the sins of men. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you sinned that year or if you sinned at all and you needed to make right for it, you would get yourself an offering. Uh, I do believe it was a lamb and it was... Oh, no, sorry. It was a bullock. And you would take the innards of the bullock out and you would take the flesh or the skin of it and the dung. We can all know what that means. And you would take that outside of the city and you would burn it outside of the city as your sin offering. Yeah. So you would take all the garbage-smelling stuff that gets burned on an animal and you would burn it outside of the walls of the city and that would be your atonement for your sins. Uh, The trespass offering was very similar to that, uh, but except these were done by the priest. Mm -hmm. And there there was a whole list of, okay, if you don't have this thing, you can bring this. Like, I think it was one if you don't have a bull or a lamb, uh, you can bring two pigeons or two turtle doves, and the priest would have to take them and wring their necks without like ripping them off. Basically, just snap their necks, and they would have to burn those. And then, or if you don't have those, you can bring a certain amount of flour with no oil mm-hmm. or anything. You can bring that. He burns that on the altar. There's mm-hmm. a whole lot of stuff that goes into that. Uh, <clears throat> but the main point being, it, requires blood uh, except mm-hmm. for the, the trespass offering was I think the one exception where if you didn't have access to that you could take uh, another step and bring something from the ground such as the flower uh, but it would have to be completely just, just it completely pure, not messed with by anything else mm-hmm. and that segues me into the requirement of blood to move forward people's sins and mind you, that would only move it forward a year for them in their time. So they mm-hmm. could make, if they, let's say we got a guy who's so perfect, he sinned one day out of the year and that was it. He And it's his first sin. He takes that lamb, he sacrifices it. Well, he also has to do it next year. Yeah. What if he didn't sin that year? Doesn't matter. His sin wasn't fully forgiven. It was only pushed forward. Mm-hmm. And that that's the difference between the sacrifices of the old testament and Jesus Christ. Um uh, mm-hmm. because yeah they they would get these pure lambs without spots, without blemishes, they'd be pure white, no uh mm-hmm. what's the word? not infirmities, it's an in word. Basically no imperfections. There it is. Yeah. Um no imperfections whatsoever and it still was not good enough. Mm-hmm. But then fast forward uh, about 400 years between the last time a prophet's heard and Jesus and now you've got Jesus on the scene he says I am the one who can forgive sins I'm here to make sure that everyone's forgiven
2: yeah cool,
0: we're good and mm-hmm. he dies on the cross and <clears throat> I think this is cool and th- this I may go off on a little tangent on this just a fair <laughs> if, if I'm not already on the tangent <laughs> if
1: I'm not, go for it, go uh, for it.
0: <laughs> but when when he's on the cross he had at this point. He has been beaten to the point where mm-hmm. you can see his bones. His ribcage mm-hmm. is fine on his back. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have ever heard of the pine tails, but they would take shards of glass, thorns, yeah. rocks, yep. and they would tie them to the whips that they were using, and it would dig in there. And when they yep. pulled back, it would rip oh, everything off. Oh and yeah. They'd hit them a certain amount of times because if you hit more than that, they would die. Yeah, that's how brutal these beatings were and I think it was around 12 is where people would die mm-hmm. uh, and mind you he's still bleeding the yeah. blood has not stopped flowing from him at this point so he gets mm-hmm. to the cross and this is what they would call the half death uh, Not, I don't think they say that in the bible but I knew that the Romans would call it the half death when they were nailed into the cross uh, because that mm-hmm. alone would kill a person most of the time, kill the person. But if not, they would be about half dead, is what what they would say. Yeah. And I, I'm really disappointed in myself for not looking up about how long people have estimated Jesus to be on the cross. But when you think about it, it's it's a whole day's event. Oh from, yeah. From the time he was taken, because he was taken at, uh, I don't I don't want to say at night, but in the dark before the morning, mm-hmm. he's judged before the sun is up because remind you when peter denied him god said you're gonna deny me three times before the rooster crows and mm-hmm. he denies him three times that's exactly when uh jesus is now being moved to pilot to be judged by pilot
2: mm-hmm.
0: the rooster crows so now it's early morning probably about sunrise he gets there there's already enough time for a large crowd to gather yeah. Enough time to get Barabbas out of prison and give them the option of Barabbas or Jesus. So let's mm-hmm. let's just assume that their process went a little bit quickly. And now it's noon. So now it's yeah. noon. They take Jesus. They're beating him. They're taking him up to the cross. They put him on the cross. Let's just for for hypothetical sake, say it's two o'clock. So now mm-hmm. he's most likely been bleeding out for about four hours. Yeah. His back is completely bloodied up. His wrists have holes in them. His ankles have holes in them and he's still bleeding. Yeah. So the blood is still flowing. And, and now you have everything that happens. He talks to the two thieves on the left and the right of him. He uh, talks to John, tells him to take care of his mom. They, Uh they cast lots for his clothes. Uh, they offer the sponge with the vinegar now let's Mm -hmm. just say again hypothetical speaking it's about five o'clock and this is when the sun darkens because he's uh he's i think he's about to i think it's before he says it is finished that the sun darkens uh or the sky darkens or something like that and that may be due to the fact okay the sun darkens it was getting late and this is when he finally did it. Or it could be that the sheer power of his physical body's death mm-hmm. was so powerful it brought darkness right mm-hmm. there. Um, but when he yelled, it is finished and hung his head, they were like, All right, let's make sure he's dead. They stabbed him in his side uh-huh. and he still was bleeding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So his blood that entire time was flowing, and the whole purpose of him dying on the cross, was to be the ultimate sacrifice for sin, and the main thing required for that was blood. Mm-hmm. So to cover the entire world's sins, not, not okay, a normal human cannot bleed out for that long. Yeah. I'm looking that up right now. How long? <laughs> Excuse me. <if> I'm
2: talking
1: <laughs> right yeah, that's the that's thing,
0: yeah. To bleed out. Please, internet work. <laughs> oh, it says you're not alone. Nine hundred and eleven gives me the suicide prevention hotline. That is not what I was wanting. Hey, <laughs> how fast can someone bleed to death? Here we go. Here's a helpful article. Goodness.
2: Hey. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs>
0: um, okay, so death may only take twenty seconds to a couple of minutes.
2: Wow. He was
0: bleeding for hours. Yeah, and mind you he, he was still alive long after the thieves died as well mm-hmm. so he had been bleeding for a long time mm-hmm. and I I like to think uh, I'm not sure if this is actually correct but I like to think when he said it is finished I don't think he was talking about just the death of his body but I think mm-hmm. he was also talking about the complete forgiveness of sins yeah because now now he's done his mission is accomplished He's able to now go into hell, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, a lot of people get confused by this. Wait, what? Jesus went to hell, but he's Jesus. He, he mm-hmm. went down to heaven, right? He's created heaven. Yes, but the purpose of going to hell was to take the keys to death, hell, and the grave, uh-huh. which he did. And he spent three days in there. Uh-huh. Like I don't, I don't think, I don't think people get that. He spent three days in hell after dying. And pouring out his blood for everyone's sins. I'm definitely going off on a tangent. I can hear it now. <laughs> Basically, the point of this is he went above and beyond to make sure that there was a sacrifice provided because he knew we could never live up to the perfection we once had.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: By like, by example, Adam and Eve. We he knew we could never unknow sin. Yeah but he also didn't want to force us to have a relationship with him. Yeah. And so he made sure that we were given the opportunity to be able to access that forgiveness, full forgiveness, complete wiping out of sins at any time that we needed to by pouring out his blood to us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know how you're going to segue into whatever it is you have next, Jesse, because I on a <laughs> horrible tangent.
1: No, that's good. You, yeah, it gave me time to kind of throw some things in here and organize my notes a little bit kind of <laughs> but yeah that's perfect because um, I didn't really have a lot too much about the sacrifices and you covered that I think really well so that <laughs> that's cool um, but let's see where, where do I want okay so um, yeah so I left off with the Passover and you went into the, all the you know all the four different types of offerings um, so I guess I was just kind of talk about the significance of the blood or what it kind of um signifies in the bible um so leviticus 17 11 it says for the life of the flesh is in the blood and i have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls for it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul and an atonement it kind of just means like a reparation for a right or a wrong um, so, you no, know, like repairing a wrong that you did. So uh, the life, the blood signifies life. And Jesus, um, you know, he spilled his blood on Calvary. He spilled his life. Um, and his life, obviously, you can look at his, you know, literal life on earth. And it was the perfect example. You know, he, he had no wrong. He was perfect in everything that he did. Um, even when you see, um, when he, I, I want to say he was 12 years old, um, and Mary and Joseph had left and they didn't even realize he wasn't there with him. He was still back in, um, see, what was that town?
0: Jerusalem, uh, I think. Cause it was for I think, that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jerusalem. Yeah. And he, and he was, he was in the, yeah. And he was in the temple, um, teaching, <laughs> he was actually teaching these uh, rabbis and, all these teachers
0: oh yeah that's that's the hilarious thing to me is like how do you not think oh this might be the messiah when this little kid is (laughs) taking things you didn't know about god yeah you
1: think he knows how do you think yeah you're like uh something 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 special about this little guy over here (laughs) but uh and i kind of wonder too like how would mary and joseph not notice jesus was uh wasn't with them and the theory is i think uh, they used to when they would travel these long you know to jerusalem or you know to have all these feasts and all these you know whatever it is that they're trying to you know accomplish uh they would go with like a large family or you know it would be a large caravan traveling so okay. they, you know they probably thought oh maybe jesus is with you know an uncle friend whatever and you know once they start to figure out hey he's not Here with us at all. So (laughs) go back. And Mary's like, uh, what are you doing? And Jesus is like, hey, and you know, I gotta do my father's will, you know. (laughs) Um, even there, he's not disobeying Mary, he's obeying a higher authority, which is God, and he's listening to that, but he's still honorable, he's still respectful to Mary and his answer. He's not like, Well, I don't have to listen to you, you know, you're just my earthly mother, whatever. I'm God here. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, throughout his entire life, he, you know, he said the right things. He, his actions were right. His motives were right. That's a big thing for us. You know, our actions can seemingly be good on the outside, but what's our motive behind it? And, you know, even living for God, you know, what's, what's our motive for living for God? Is it just because we don't want to go to hell? We're scared of going to hell? Or is it because we're wanting to go to heaven? That motive itself is a selfish motive we should serve God out of love just as he loved us and he sacrificed himself for us Ooh, just have an unselfish love yeah yeah what was uh, I felt like you were going to say something there
0: oh no I was saying "Who come on I was, I was hyping you up <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah <laughs> I was like preach uh, yeah so uh, yeah uh, when we serve God it has to be literally an un- out of an unconditional love that hey you don't even need to bless me i'm doing these things and i'm not expecting you to even bless me i'm not expecting a financial blessing i'm not expecting you know to get a raise at a job i'm not expecting to get a girlfriend that i wanted for a long time or a wife or you know boyfriend whatever the situation is for you well, um no. or kid yeah <laughs> 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 um, a- Just um <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, you're hitting deep right here. to <laughs> <of> the choir. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so, it's, and I see a lot of people, and I've been guilty of it too, and I still question my own motives every day. I'm like, am I truly serving God out of uh, unselfless love for him just because he's God? And just because I've seen that, I've had the revelation of who he is I had a revelation of his love, what he did on Calvary, everything he's done for me. And he's seen me before I even existed, before, you know, my grandparents existed, as far back as you can take it. He knew who I was and he knew everything I would do and he still paid that price on Calvary. And so when I, whenever I'm tempted, that's one of the biggest things that it it makes it so hard for me sometimes to commit like a wrong that I know is wrong. I think of what he did for me on Calvary. And I'm like, would I just spit on his face and, you know, and say that doesn't, that doesn't even matter to me. That that means nothing to me, just like these Romans and uh, Pharisees did. You know, we can look back at it now and say, oh, wow, they were so wrong. You know, they're so ignorant. They didn't know that was Jesus. But here we are today and we do our own things and we don't do what God does. And we and every time we do that, it's like spitting on his face, and I could just see him with, you know, crown of thorns on his on his head, you know, just being beaten. It wasn't just like laid gently on his on his on his crown uh, on the crown of his head; it was beaten down, and those thorns were piercing into his skull. And like Pablo said, you know, they had the, that whip with the shards of glass at the end that ripped his skin, and, and it just kept ripping and shredding the back of the, the, you know, his back and all that. And, you know, we live our own lives. And, you know, it's easy for us to judge, you know, what people did way back then. And we say, we would do differently. But would we really do it differently? Would we see, would we, you know, even having this revelation of who he is and having a revelation of his love, and how he loves us unconditionally, even though he knows we could do wrong again and again and again, you know. And it's it's an amazing thing. So that was kind of that was kind of a tangent in itself. I kinda of got <laughs> kind of got off topic there a little bit, but um
0: long as <laughs> it's not cosine we're good.
1: So yeah, um I'll try to wrap up this point here in Leviticus seventeen. Uh but yeah, his life that, that the blood represents that life. And the blood makes an atonement. Um, and it, it it clarifies, I mean it repeats. Like sometimes the Bible just kind of repeats the same thing over and over, and you're like, Why is this so repetitive? But it's it's making a point. Sometimes, you know, as you know, human beings, we're really, you know, we're really stubborn and we gotta have it pounded into us. But 1714, it just says. For it is the life of all f- flesh; the blood of it is for the life thereof. Therefore I said unto the children of Israel, You shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh, for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Whosoever eateth it, shall be cut off. So that whole context there in uh, Leviticus 17 is, it's um, God telling Moses here that you know is commanding um, Moses that you shouldn't eat the blood of anything, of uh, animal, of a human, you know what kind of, whatever creature. Because um, that's the life. That's the life of that flesh. Um, so he, you know, Jesus had that blood. He had that same blood. And interestingly, when it says, um, I think it says, uh, I forget what scripture it is off the top of my head. But it says when they um, pierced him, I think on the cross, it wasn't blood that just came out. It was water. water. Oh, yeah.
0: I forgot about that. And,
1: yeah. And what does water itself signify? It's a purifying, you know, we're baptized in water and it's that cleansing, and his, his own blood already is like, it's a perfect blood, but that water, too, and it, it purifies, it cleanses, and it, it covers, it literally covered, that was unique blood right there, I mean, when you look at, what when God's, um, the word became flesh, what does that mean? God became chromosomes, you know, um, in the womb of Mary, that flesh was fully man, fully God, this was unique DNA, this was unique blood, there's no human that was like Jesus before, during that time, or ever will be. This was really unique blood and that blood was the only blood that could ever cover the sins of the entire world from, you know, from his existence to whenever it's going to end and it's it's really, it can get really deep and there's a lot of stuff right? and I've kind of been going on here for a little while so I'll turn it over back to Pablo
0: Oh yeah, no, that's that's not a problem going on for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I I do, I do think of something while you were talking about uh, the blood being the the life of the flesh. I think is what you were saying, mm-hmm. uh, and that that kind of took me to Paul when he was saying that we die daily and to take up your cross. And oh no, yeah. but he did, did. He say take up your cross, No, that was just take up
1: your cross, Paul. Me, right?
0: Wait, hold on. Yeah,
1: up. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus said that. Yeah, take me cross daily, okay. follow me. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so take take a look at that, and then crucifying your flesh. Oh, that's that. Crucify your flesh. Wait, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm getting mixed up. My head <laughs> is going. Oh, we're fast.
1: What's <laughs> um, only thing going on right now?
0: <laughs> but um, when you take a look at that and crucifying your flesh or or putting your flesh on on the cross and letting Mm -hmm. that bleed out. You're taking away your fleshly nature and um, basically making an atonement and sacrificing your flesh for for the Spirit of God. And so putting away Mm -hmm. my will or my thoughts or my desires for Jesus or for following Jesus, that helps as a sacrifice in its own. Uh, Yeah. No, it's not a literal blood. It's more of a, I would say it's more like a metaphorical blood. But when you think about it, uh, subjugating yourself to things like fasting or prayer or some people going to church is a sacrifice for them because they're <laughs> losing time on work or they they have to, I don't know, they got something to do that they can't miss. But doing yeah. that is a sacrifice in itself for them. Uh, mm-hmm. to the point where they're putting their flesh on the cross and they're making that sacrifice to atone for their own souls. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I I wanted to end on that point just because we are going to go for a quick break uh, for our very first ad. Yes, myself <laughs> saying something completely with cringe.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: completely, but... Um, um,
1: this is the part this everyone's going to a- listen to. They're going to like skip the entire podcast and just like let's let's get to that. Let's,
2: let's get to the
0: green. Part, man. Just gonna- oh man, <laughs> no, but uh, it's it's basically just an ad for Anchor, uh, which is the platform we're using uh, to to bring these podcasts to you and to keep it free. Uh, so this yep. this will help us with giveaways. Uh, yep. For the future, because that giveaway for that Bible that was my own money from <coughs> California stimulus, but um, <laughs> but, cop cop, <laughs> uh, but uh, th- just to do more of these in the future because there's so many great uh, books out there, a lot of great literature for people to read. Uh, mm-hmm. That you, it, it's basically like a guided Bible study. Like, hey, I put myself to the test, studied this subject out and brought it in a form where you can understand it a little bit better. So you mm-hmm. don't have to go searching for it. I'm not saying only read literature. Uh, that's mm-hmm. not the Bible. to so do your Bible studies. Definitely dive into the Bible. But um, but just to <laughs> keep that free for you guys and to do more of them, uh, we're doing these ads. So we're going to go for a quick ad break, uh, which is also known as our bathroom break. So, <laughs> keep listening. Uh, You'll hear the ad and then we'll be right back for us. It may be a little bit longer than that, 60 seconds, but it'll be okay. So, we'll see you guys in a minute. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're not scared away by what you just heard.
2: Uh, so, (laughs) um, So,
0: just to Get back on track uh, as to what we're talking about. We're talking about the importance of the blood. Uh, we already went over blood sacrifices in the New, or sorry, the Old Testament, and this main sacrifice in the New Testament, and then also putting our flesh on a cross uh, as another form of sacrifice for us uh, to to God. But something I wanted to touch up on uh, is why Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. What made him perfect? Other than the fact that he was God. Uh, and I, I've heard the argument of people saying, well, God said that sin was passed down and everyone who was born of a human is sinful. Well, that's not entirely true. It said everyone who was born of the seed of man is sinful. And when, when you take a look at that, that means that the sin is not passed down from the mother to the child. Mm-hmm. That means that the sin is passed down from the father. When you think about it uh, scientifically, the man has the seed, the female has the egg. That's how it works. But mm-hmm. when you take a look at it, she had a uh, conception with God. I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into that because that thing just confuses me and wears me out. <laughs> but
1: like, I'm not touching that.
0: I'm not. I'm not touching that. Talk to your pastor. Talk to you, talk to that's the pastor thing. <laughs>
1: Where did Jesus come from? Where did Jesus- he? <laughs> I guess. Well, you see these these swans swoop down with bags, and it, it just. <laughs> you sure it wasn't a dove or a raven?
2: <laughs> oh
0: man. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, always always good to have a little bit of humor. Um, oh gosh, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh no. Okay, I got it. Um, so so basically, he was made perfect from the beginning so he was not of the seed of Adam he was of the seed mm-hmm. of God and so the reason he was able to be perfect from the start and from birth is because he wasn't born of Joseph uh mm-hmm. who was his earthly father uh and I, I didn't want to talk about something that Jesse touched upon too like the fact where he uh he stayed in Jerusalem with the rabbis was in the temple and his parents were gone and they're like hey um, where's Jesus well I thought he was with John well John's here now and he's not with John hey John where's Jesus uh, I yeah. don't know I haven't seen him since we left yeah. okay looks like we're going back for Jesus that's that's not him disobeying yeah mm-hmm. his parents were probably freaked out because <laughs> he wasn't there but uh-huh. I I think the, the whole thing was oh parents are leaving hey maybe I should go too and I think that's what everyone did and those large caravans—it's not hard for you to get lost in those. Yeah. Um, and so he never disobeyed his his mother or his father in doing so, um, and that honor and respect he showed was amazing. And I I do appreciate Jesse bringing that up. Um, mm-hmm. But then when you look at it too, we we have this large gap of Jesus's life that we do not see anything of from yeah. age from birth to about twelve years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we hear of him is when he's about I think it was 30 years old and he's telling people to come follow him.
1: Yeah. Like during his ministry, yeah.
0: We we have no idea what happened in between there. Yeah. But when you think about it, you've got the son of a carpenter who is is a carpenter. He had to work to make a living. Like most yes. Jewish kids, he probably grew up memorizing the scripture if he got mm-hmm. to a certain point in his education they would continue on to become a rabbi and they did call him a rabbi mind you so he yes. did end up studying uh to the extent of becoming a rabbi which is very difficult um grueling studies if you've if you have ever looked into those um so he he did that and he had to have had some sort of teaching between that time and the time that he started calling people to his ministry mm-hmm. and you also have to think that I'm pretty sure at this point Joseph is dead uh, yeah. I don't I don't remember anything about Joseph being mentioned after he's 12 years old um, I don't remember him being mentioned at the wedding just his mother mm-hmm. but I think at this point he suffered the loss of his father um, and the, the reason I'm touching up on that too is he had every excuse to sin yeah. he had every opportunity to sin just like we did If he didn't, it would make him not perfect because he needed to know exactly what we went through to make sure. Well, not to make sure. He already knew it was possible. But I think to Mm -hmm. make an example for us so that way we know no matter what we did, we would be forgiven. Mm -hmm. Minus the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost sin, which we already talked about on another episode. I'll brush past that. So (laughs) he, he lived a life with a stepfather so uh, I would say quote broken home because back in that day that was extremely shameful Mm lived in a life like that he suffered the loss of his father from and that's that's not biblical that's a prediction of mine um, because again I I don't remember seeing anything of Joseph after that but Mm -hmm. it's very likely he had a cousin uh, John who was thrown in jail for his ministry Mm -hmm. and walked away and killed for that Uh, his mother was Most likely publicly shamed by most people in the community, which would make him publicly shamed as well. Uh, He had to work hard as a carpenter. I don't know if you ever done some carpentry, but even in today's world with all the power tools we have, that's hard work. Yeah. With the tools they had back then, that was harder work. work. Yeah, (laughs) it was was extremely no joke. (laughs) I mean, like Jesus was jacked. Don't get me wrong. There was no way he was not strong, and I do believe it mentions that at one point. because uh, okay. it, how do I put it? He was, it says that he was without form of comeliness, which basically means he wasn't attractive, yeah. <laughs> and but it also mentions uh, his strength at one point, and how how he was this I, I don't remember exactly how it words it, but basically, he was a big dude not big, my kind of big where you eat a lot, but big where he hits the gym a lot, kind of big. Um, uh-huh. but I mean, he's this, he's this not very good looking big man, which surprises me, but, um, he's this guy. He went through very hard labor. I'm sure they went through hard times when it came to finances because you didn't make much money as a carpenter back then. Merchants, yeah. carpenters, those were lower on the scale. Yeah. Um, but then he becomes a priest, and he starts well, a, a rabbi. He becomes a rabbi, and starts calling people to his ministry. These twelve disciples, and there was a point—I forgot the point. <laughs> oh, so um, he, he basically he's he's going through everything that we could possibly go through, every form of temptation, every form of uh, well, yeah, I, I guess that's it because he never sinned, but every form of temptation, and one of the bigger things we see is when he's fasting for 40 days mm-hmm. and the devil's like well if you're really god why don't you, you know throw yourself off this cliff angels will come and catch you they won't let you dash your foot against the stone
2: yeah. answers
0: him back with scripture oh you're hungry why don't you just turn one of these stones to bread yeah. answers him back with scripture well hey if you bow down to me I'll give you all of this that you can see answers him back with scripture yeah but he he was tempted and in- Every manner that we could have been, and yet mm-hmm. remained faithful to—this is going to sound weird, but remained faithful to himself. Yeah. Um, uh, mm. and I—I I think that was to show us that no matter what happened, we had a chance. We, mm. we there was there was always a way out. Um, uh, yeah. and so that perfection, from starting from conception to the point of death, of him not making any sort of mistake. Mm-hmm. Was the perfect example of the perfect sacrifice, no spots, no blemish, completely wiped of all blood at that point after he's stabbed. And I mean, it's it just I'm I'm on a tangent and I can't find my way back. But it, basically, he was the perfect sacrifice, and he made sure that we knew it. Uh, and I'll turn it over to Jesse before I go off on any more of a tangent.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, know, uh, that's all good stuff right there. It's all. It's all connected to the blood. <laughs> um, well, it was, was someone connected to the blood. I'm like, oh. kind of on top. I don't know. No. <laughs> I was kidding, I see. I was oh man. Uh, so yeah, um, I wanted to go over what the blood has done for us as a result. You know of. Uh, um, Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross. What does it do to this present day? The blood, it does a lot more than just cover our sins. So, um, I just I have a ton of scriptures here. I might go through all of them. I might not. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but just <clears throat> the first point is we're justified by his blood. Uh, Romans five nine. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him so uh being justified by his blood well obviously on our own we have no means of justifying our you know our wayward sins and all that to god but since god has made the sacrifice since his blood has covered our sins we're now justified and that make that uh doesn't Always makes sense, you know, in the very beginning, and it, it takes a little while for it to start clicking. And hopefully, uh, with some of these other verses um, that don't that talk about more than just being justified by His blood, it'll start clicking with you too. So, uh, Ephesians one seven, it says, "In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace." So are we not justified but we're redeemed by his blood that forgiveness of sins uh redemption well you know once we were lost now we're found um john first uh, john 1 7 but if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus christ his son cleanseth us from all sin And I like how that it says that cleanses right there because it makes me think of the water that was also spilled along with his blood. That water, you know, is purified. And when we're baptized in the water, it's forgiveness of sins. And it it doesn't say forgiveness of your sins. It specifically says forgiveness of sins. Why wouldn't it say forgiveness of your sins specifically? Well, it's because it's not just talking about your own sins that you've committed. But sin that have been committed against you as well those are forgiven yeah. within that action of baptism so that's that's a big deal right there And a lot of people i think don't really uh realize that at first you know they're just thinking their own sins but no it's actually sins committed against you as well that are forgiven in that action and that's a wonderful thing um and, and here this next verse it's going to show us that he purchased the church with his blood acts 20 verse 28 um I'm gonna kind of skip uh, to the middle uh, uh, over the which the holy ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of god uh which he hath purchased with his own blood and so you know it, it's i'm gonna kind of skip the context there you can look it up yourself kind of flying through this right <laughs> now but it ends that with a uh, we're the church of god it's purchased with his own blood he purchased that church and who is the church well, it's the believers it's those you know that um look at that sacrifice they accept that sacrifice and they uh, you know accept I don't, I don't i don't mean to sound like you know a generic christian here but they accept uh, jesus as their savior it's a lot more than just you know uh verbal acknowledgement you know i acknowledge your god and you know i want you to be lord of my life but it's the actions yeah. that follow that in every action you do and everything that you do um it's yeah it's a whole lot right there um so i'm going to continue on uh colossians 1:20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him i say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven so uh and this brings me back to uh what your first points were in the four different uh, types of sacrifices, there is that peace offering and Jesus covered all of those sacrifices right there with his own blood. You know, we have peace with God now through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, you know, we know Jesus is the mediator between God and man. And, you know, his, his blood is, you know, just another part of that mediation between us. Uh, By his blood, we have peace with God now, you know, and without that, you know, we wouldn't be at peace would be enemies of God, you know, uh, you know, we'd be separated from him, not that he separated himself for us, but that we ourselves separated um, ourselves from God by our own sin. You know, that's what sin does. It separates, you know, um, you know, you can look at, you know, just a child and their father, you know, whenever that or a child and their mother even. Um, whenever that child does wrong, it kind of, that child kind of separates um, um, him or herself from their parents. You know, there's that, they, they know they've done something wrong and they, whenever, they, you know, they're trying to talk to the parents or whatever, there's just that kind of barrier, you know, they don't feel comfortable. They don't, there's that block, there's that blockage, you know, and, and they don't, maybe they feel not as loved or they don't love their parents as much that's what sin does it it ruins the relationship between the man and god but through the blood of jesus christ we have peace with god now um and then there's there's a ton of scriptures in hebrews 9 that is talking about the blood but um i don't know if i'll go through all that uh, I, I guess I think I'll turn it back over to you, Pablo. See what you have to say. Do you have anything to say?
0: <laughs> well, I, um, I am just about out of things to say, which is surprising because that's typically <laughs> not the case.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I think, I think we've pretty much covered this topic fairly well, especially for the amount of time that we're trying to squeeze it into. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do want to stress the fact that if you do have more questions on this, definitely ask your pastor i guarantee you they will have more insight than we do oh yeah
1: we're just two Uh-oh. guys you know <laughs> trying to you know put our knowledge out there which is not you know my knowledge is not very much so <laughs> it's very limited
0: <laughs> it is the knowledge size of a walnut <laughs> <laughs> and about it's
1: about the, the grain of a mustard too. seed probably yeah <laughs> yeah
0: uh so we'll we'll go ahead and uh end it here um and, yeah, I think that's all we have to say. I mean, uh, other than that, you guys have a great rest of your week. Stay, stay in the faith. Stay encouraged. Um, again, if you need prayer requests – oh, I forgot to mention that in the beginning. If you need prayer requests or uh, if you just need someone to talk to, feel free to message us. Uh, either Jesse underscore James, I think underscore 99, or Kristen mm-hmm. underscore Concepts underscore JDP. Um, you'll also be able to find our Anchor website and our email there. Uh, If you have any questions or if you want to choose next week's topic or however you want to contact us, that's that's fine. Um, We'll get back to you. I typically get back to people within the hour, um, but that also depends on if I'm asleep or not. So so you guys have a have a great rest of your week um, and yeah, God bless. All right. Peace.